All right, I feel like getting into some muddy, some muddy waters uh, on this video, and I'm going to talk about what I feel are kind of, I don't want to say secret tactics, but definitely things that the insurance companies tend to do throughout the insurance company that makes it feel a little questionable as to whether these are uh, ethical things that they're doing or not. Uh, now, most of them, they could argue that they are and they're required under the insurance policy and a lot of them are, but sometimes we just sort of get this weird, funky feeling that what they're trying to do is ultimately find a way to deny or underpay your claim. So watch out for these tactics and we're going to get into it in three, in two, in one. What's up, advocates? Welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Claim Show. I'm your host, Vince Perry. 15 years of experience licensed in Florida, in Texas, in California, in Illinois, in Georgia, in North Carolina, an ever so growing uh, presence across the country. I had been looking for an accountant for years and I was unable to find anybody that I liked, that I worked with, and was able to do what I needed to be done to my taxes and to my accountant. Jeremy David at Noble Wealth has been a godsend to me, my family, and my company. We have saved so much money in taxes I can't even begin to describe, and he knows what he's doing. You need to call Jeremy at Noble Wealth and get yourself the right accountant because he's the man who's going to help you save on taxes. Because ultimately, you don't want to be making money, especially if you're self-employed, and having it all go to the IRS. Call Jeremy, call Noble Wealth, and they will help you tremendously with the entire accounting process and your tax situation from A to Z. Additional living expenses is one of the most difficult parts of an insurance claim. And the reason is, is it's very high pressure. And as a public adjuster or contractor, you're already dealing with the negotiating of the build-back process. You don't want to have to deal with ALE as well. Black Diamond Housing Services does all of that. They don't even charge the client. They bill it directly to the insurance company. It's all covered under the ALE coverage. So you need to call Black Diamond if you have a house that has been severely lost, whether it's like severe mold, severe water, fire, anything like that, where they need a place to stay, call Black Diamond Housing Services and they'll be able to take care of your client from beginning to end. And I want to talk about some of the secret tactics tactics that I have found the insurance company tried to use to sort of pressure you to delay your claim, to deny your claim, to underpay your claim. And I'm talking to homeowners and I'm talking to public adjusters. It's very, very important to understand the other side. What does Sun Tzu say? Know thy enemy. And I hate to use the word enemy. I don't usually like to talk like that on this show, um, but you just got to be prepared, right? You know, I used to be a tennis coach for a long time. I was actually a tennis coach for 15 years. I caught, I taught kids from four years old to 84 years old. And I also taught a lot of uh, elite athletes uh, in their teens that were looking to go to college and stuff like that. And we did a lot of mental toughness training. And some of the mental toughness training was knowing your opponent, knowing his style, knowing his strengths, most importantly, knowing his weaknesses as well. And it's good to be prepared that, oh, wow, I have to play the number one seed. Okay, chances are he's got a rocket strong for him probably has a big serve so we got to prepare for those things then I don't want to just be like I don't it's not I don't want to know who my opponent is I'd rather not know no that's ridiculous it's good to know some of the you want to know the strategies that are going to be coming in on their end so that you can be prepared for it so tactic number one that I do feel that the insurance company may or may not sometimes use is really pretending to be your friend in the beginning like a good neighbor, uh, rest, I don't know what some of the other ones are. That's the only one that could come off the top of my head. 
But the insurance company constantly has Super Bowl commercials and in front of you on TV and ads online about how they're here to help and they want to do whatever they can to help you and this, this, and that. Now, I'm a firm believer of the human, of the human element, and I do think people are there to help. However, when money gets involved and it's a business decision, I mean, I know I've had relationships with friends that just didn't turn out as soon as, didn't turn out well as soon as money got involved. Even like on a day to day, if you, you go to a restaurant with a buddy and you buy lunch or dinner, in your head, you're kind of expecting them to buy you the next time. And then the next time you go out, they don't buy. And then you get this like weird thing where you kind of owe me. It happens, right? Well, when money gets involved, this pretending to be your friend in the beginning, uh, it's great because technically, hey, we're here to inspect your property. Great. Da, da, da. But when they have to actually pay that claim, uh, they're a business. They're going to try to save money any which way they can. And if there is a reason to underpay or deny your claim, guess what? They're going to do it. So don't think that, oh, wow, well, that initial inspection went great. I think they're going to pay for everything. The insurance adjuster was super nice. And we even have kids that go to the same school. Don't believe it, okay? They're there just working for an insurance company. And a lot of times, nine times out of 10, the guy that goes out, or the girl that goes out to your house to inspect the property doesn't even make the decision. So of course they're gonna be nice. Doesn't matter to them. They put a report together and guess what? Chances are whatever report and estimate they put together, it's gonna get chopped up by the inside adjuster. So pretending to be your friend is kind of a tactic. Don't be fooled by it. Another tactic which is the opposite of pretending to be your friend, is bullying. You know, a lot of times, I've seen it a lot. I've seen the insurance company, they bully public adjusters, they bully the homeowner, and they just sort of belittle them in a way that makes them feel really bad. It happens a lot in the minority community. Uh, when I lived in Miami, I had a huge clientele of Cuban uh, Cubans and just Hispanic people who didn't know any English. And I would walk into these claims. This is especially when I first started. I first started in 08. So I was still getting Hurricane Wilma Katrina claims. And I was door knocking a lot. And I would walk into houses where people were paid ridiculously underpaid in 2005 and 2006 when they filed their claim. And I would come in. I came in two years later and I would look at this, not even knowing that much, right? Back then, but I'd be like, this doesn't make sense based on what I'm looking at. And it was really just them getting completely taken advantage of. And I even walked into a claim recently where I saw the email chain and it was somebody who just did not understand the English language very much, was trying to explain to the insurance company that uh, was uh, what was going on. And uh, it just, uh, the claim just sort of just stopped. So it happens a lot, the bullying, you have to make sure as a public adjuster that you stand up for yourself and for what it's right. And as a homeowner, you just got to try to really present them with facts and get some, get some representation on your end. I strongly recommend it. It doesn't happen all the time, guys. It's just a tactic that I wanted to put in here. Another tactic is when they start like, sort of back to bullying, they start requesting all kinds of stuff right? So there is a letter that the insurance company likes to send uh, called a request for information letter. It could be pretty daunting when you see a list of like 12 things that they're asking for. And they're asking for a recorded statement. They're asking for an examination or oath. They're asking for um, appraisal uh, when you first got your host house, appraisal uh, uh, documents for the, inspe- uh, the pre-purchase assessment and inspection and the post-purchase inspection and the mold that they, and they're asking for all these photos and they're asking for invoices. Literally, it's like a list of 12 things and you look at it and you're just like, whoa, don't worry. Okay. 
You as a homeowner, it is your duty and responsibility to provide them with everything that you can. If you don't have any of this documentation, you do have to respond to those letters and you do have to respond to those requests and you have to tell them that you do not have this information. Well, because frankly, I bought the house five years ago. Why would I have a home inspection report? The other thing is they really shouldn't be asking for a home inspection report if you purchased a house three, four, five years ago. Normally, if you purchase the house within a year and you file the claim, then yes, they're going to ask for it and it makes sense. But if it's been three, four, five years and they're asking for a pre-purchase home inspection report, get out of here. Most people don't keep that stuff. If you have it and you want to show it to them, that's fine. But if you don't have it, you don't have to show it to them. Uh, but they will sort of bully and ask for all these things to really make you nervous. I know recorded statements, all my clients are innocent as can be. This is not a trial, but they feel guilty of something when they start drilling questions, excuse me, in a recorded statement. So they'll request recorded statements and EUOs and financial documents, financial documents that really sometimes are completely unnecessary. Uh, when it comes to paying the claim, a lot of a tactic that they, that they use is they'll repair instead of replace. Happens with roofs all the time. It's obvious that there's a significant amount of damage to the roof, and it's obvious that the whole thing needs to be replaced because it's old and it's unrepairable. Well, they're just going to repair it. And if you don't actually step up and fight it and argue it or find a public adjuster like us to go ahead and argue and fight it, then you're going to be stuck with a repair bill. You're going to be stuck with a repair payment and a replacement bill. So be careful with the repairing instead of the replacing. They tend to do that a lot, even when they may know that it should be replaced. Another tactic is ignoring you. It does happen. I'm not going to lie. It has to happen. It does. It just does. It's just, it takes forever and a day for them to respond to you. I don't understand why it, just, it takes them so long. You got I understand their workload is a lot, but you have to have some empathy for homeowners suffering through this kind of damage and make sure that they are not ignoring you. And it's up to you as a homeowner and as the public adjuster to follow up every seven to 14 days, no matter what, because if not, you will be forgotten. And then the last tactic, I would say, um, underestimating your repairs and over-depreciating happens all the time, okay? Be careful with that over-depreciation. The under-repairing, that obviously happens all the time. Remember, when you get that undisputed payment, you can still fight it. But the over-depreciation really gets on my nerves sometimes because what depreciation really means, it's not the age of the floor or the roof or whatever it is that they're depreciation. It's the actual, like the, it's the, it's the wear and tear on it. So, for example, your house could be, and I'll remember the word, I always forget this word, but your house could be 50 years old, but if you remodeled it just five years ago, it's not based on 50 years old, it's based on, on, on the condition. And not even that, if it's 50 years old and you've never replaced anything, but it is still impeccable, well, that's like still a new house. All right, it's based on the condition, not the age, like the actual years and age on that depreciation. So be careful. They will over-depreciate all the time, all the time. And it's a tactic they use to withhold money and you never go back and get it. That's it. I got a little passionate there, but that's it. That's all we got. That's some of the tactics that I feel the insurance companies use to try to sort of get away with not paying and indemnifying the way that they are supposed to. Hope I don't get a complaint filed on me for that video, but I'm sure it's nothing that they would completely disagree with. If you're struggling 
and waiting forever and a day to get paid on your claims because you have to wait for the mortgage company, you have to wait for the client, you have to wait for all of these things, Ink Payments by Ink solves that for you. By simply uploading it onto their system, everything gets processed and you get directly deposited your fee into your bank account. Choose InkPay and make sure that you use the promo code VINCE so that you can get $299 off the initial registration fee. So go ahead and check it out, Ink Payments. We've been using it for a long time. Everybody needs an attorney on their side. So whether you're a public adjuster, a contractor, or anyone else in the insurance claims business, make sure that you have an attorney that you could rely on, that you can go to for questions whenever you need it. That guy for me for the last 12 years has been David Farber. David Farber is the owner of the Farber Law Firm, and he has been there for me from the beginning of my career until now. And I would love for him to be able to help you as well. So make sure you call him at this number here and visit his website so you can learn more about the amazing David Farber of the Farber Law Firm. That's it, guys. Vince Perry, Commercial Claims Advocate. You can find us on commercialclaimsadvocate.com. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. We've got so much content. You could go into a rabbit hole for probably days with all the content we've got. And we've got new content coming out every Wednesday and a lot of times, three times a week with our podcast and with a little best of that we have on Fridays. So that's it, guys. Commercial Claims Advocate, what we do is we consult and we train public adjusters all over the country. And we've got great events that we hold uh, hold as well. And then Elite Resolutions is we'll handle your claim. You know, we'll do free policy review. We'll go ahead and your property. Uh, and if you have any questions, you know, my passion is to educate. And I feel that that's what we have sort of done with the entire organization. And we want to educate you and help you as much as we can. So go to EliteResolutions.com. We got a hell of a FAQ section. And I think we could, you know, help you out with whatever you need. And if you're interested in coming to work for us, feel free to fill out an application. That's it, guys. Vince Perry, your commercial claims advocate. Have yourself a great week. Goodbye.